this lock doesn't accept MasterCard. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today we're looking at Grover disease and a website that might help you form a differential list for your dermatology presentations. There are two things that spring to mind when I hear the word Grover. The first is the name given to Roxanne's cat in the film Roxanne, a 1987 film starring Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah, which was a modern retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac. Roxanne meets Chief C.D. Bales, played by Steve Martin, on account of being locked out of her house while trying to tempt her cat, called Grover, back into the house, thereby kicking off this charming romantic comedy. And the other person I think of when I hear Grover is the blue Muppet with a red nose, who was originally performed by Frank Oz, in addition to being the director of many fine films such as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Bowfinger, Death at a Funeral and The Dark Crystal, and the puppeteer and voice of various Muppets, Oz performed both voice and puppetry for Yoda in Star Wars. So when sitting in a recent presentation from a medical student on skin conditions, the mention of Grover disease made me immediately think of Roxanne and a blue muppet, but I then realised I didn't really know what it was. On further reading, it seems like something we will encounter, so for those of you in the same boat as me, allow me to either refresh your memory or enlighten you for the first time. My reference here is, of course, Dermnet, and another site that I will get to a little later. Grover disease is also called transient acantholytic dermatosis. It most often affects Caucasian men over 50, with a mean age being 61. It's less common in darker-skinned people, women, and younger people. It's an itchy, acquired truncal rash. It's usually something that starts suddenly, and it produces small, red, crusted papules and vesicles to the trunk and upper arms, and it can be very itchy. On histopathology, there are features of acantholysis, but the diagnosis can be made clinically. Risks include sun exposure, especially in sun-damaged skin, sweating, fevers, malignancy and being bedridden. There are increasing reports that it is associated with BRAF inhibitors and some cytotoxic chemotherapies, and interestingly there are also reports of it during the febrile phase of COVID being the trigger. You should go to Dermnet to see photos on their page. Usually it's a self-limiting issue that will fade in a few weeks, but keeping cool, moisturising and topical steroids may be things we can offer. Cryotherapy, topical trichloroacetic acid, oral retinoids and phototherapy are also listed, but since it tends to recur, 
wearing cooler clothing and avoiding sweat collection is also good advice. Differentials that Dermnet lists include folliculitis, miliaria, and something called daria disease. And these obviously have to be considered, but I think when we see an itchy rash like this, we might be perhaps considering something allergic or perhaps scabies. Dermatology has many differentials, and I do find it difficult to remember the myriad of possible diagnoses to consider. Grover disease is a good example of this, but I recently came upon a website that might help create your differential list. I must thank a Dr. Chambers for drawing my attention to this particular website, and it's called Primary Care Dermatology Society, and it's a British website that has many features that you can work your way through, lots of them very educational, but what I want to draw your attention to is something called the General Dermatology Diagnostic Tool. You can use this to help narrow down possible diagnoses. You start with three options. You either want to diagnose based on history, the predominant site, or the morphology. And then each level on from that adds a discriminator. So for example, under history, you might click itch, and then it lists either common or rare causes of itch, and so on. You can select body areas affected, or just the characteristics of the rash, and in each case you whittle it down until you're given a selection to look at, like a dermatological game of guess who. So I keyed in trunk, and relatively common, and Grover disease, along with pictures of what it was, was on the list. So I think this can really help you frame some diagnostic considerations during your consultation. It's linked in the show notes for you to check it out. Grover, as you might have guessed, is an eponym. Born in 1920, Ralph Grover was an American dermatologist from New Jersey, and he wrote about what would become Grover disease back in 1970. When I think about reasons patients consider their problem urgent enough to attend an urgent care, sudden onset rash, and a very itchy one at that, probably falls into that category. So this is something that might pass through your clinic, and when I reflect on it, I think it is possible that for those of us who had either forgotten or never heard of Grover disease, we may have managed it with topical steroids and moisturisers without realising that's what we were treating. That this then typically self-resolves means it's not a diagnosis that sits in the critical misses category, but I think it's something worth having on your differential list and to consider. Being able to give a name to an issue, particularly a recurring one, is of great value to patients, and it's worth remembering that what we may see as a minor and even trivial presenting complaint is considered an urgent matter by the patient, and we should therefore remember to direct our ongoing learning and professional development in these areas, as well as the more critical ones. So I've linked in the show notes to the Dermnet page on Grover disease, which, as always, is worth reading. I've also linked to the Primary Care Dermatology Society website, which you can all have a play with and see if, like me, you find it useful for helping narrow down your differential choices. If you have any comments, questions, corrections or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.